Real quick before we get to the show, I wanted to ask you a huge favor. If you like the podcast, be sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. It helps get our name out there, and I really enjoy reading your reviews about the show. Like, seriously, they make me really happy. So go ahead, subscribe to the podcast, and thanks. We'll be loading in our gear, and someone walks in, they're like, I can't believe they have music while the Monday night football game's going on. From Florida Gulf Coast University and Eagle Radio, this is His Full Hall. I'm Luke Janky. I want to jump into the interview real quick because we covered a lot of ground here, and so I won't preamble for too long. I want to jump into the interview really quick because we covered a lot of ground here, so I won't preamble for too long. We met up with Matt, Nikki, and Joe of the Good Bad Kids in their super secret rehearsal studio slash artist haven in Naples. These guys are bringing progressive bluegrass, whatever the hell that is, to the forefront of our local music scene. What I really enjoy about the band is that they're defining success in the Southwest Florida market by actually making it. Booking shows all around town in Naples and Fort Myers, these guys are the next big thing to come out of Southwest Florida. I'm calling it right now. I talked to them right after a big tour through the American Southeast. Uh, do you like it here? Do you, do you miss Costa Rica? Um, I like it here. I like it here yeah. better. Yeah. It's the most it's American person I've ever met in my entire <laughs> life. It's, it's different. It's yeah. kind of super expensive too, so. But, um, you know, I've, I've never, never wanted to be back there. Cool. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm terrible at starting these things, so we can just go start. Um, if y'all could introduce yourselves and what you do uh, for the band. Starting with Mr. Joe over here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm Joe Garita and I play uh, upright bass for the Good Bad Kids. Yeah. I sing the third harmony too. <laughs> <laughs> and you do a good job of it. Um, my name is Matt McWaters and I sing, I co-lead and um, I play the acoustic and electric guitar. My name's Nikki, and I'm the drummer, shared lead vocalist, and ukulele player for the Good Bad Kids. Good. Um, Matt, real quick, can you explain like where we are right now? I, I, I literally can't. It is a <laughs> secret location. And, um, not, not like maybe geographical-wise. <laughs> describe the surroundings right now. We're in a... a it's a warehouse. It's a warehouse. With a bunch of art on the walls, a bunch of old oriental rugs, beat up musical equipment and instruments. A shared musical space for, for artists of all kinds. And uh, it's a home to all kinds of outcasts like ourselves. <laughs> um, can you guys kind of go into detail about uh, the formation of the band, what got things really started? Um, sort of the process well um so originally uh, the three of us were actually in a different band a more bluegrass focused band uh called my girl my whiskey and me which still exists today um <clears throat> but two of its members um two of its most crucial members uh ended up moving to the the carolinas and that's that's george and kelly they're a, a lovely married couple and they they continue to make some awesome music today, and if you can, definitely take the time and check them out. They're, they're progressive bluegrass. But um, they moved, and uh, we, we were still down here. We couldn't make the move with them. And uh, we were kind of 
approaching or in the middle of season down here and we you know we had some opportunities in front of us and we decided to capitalize them uh, on them and uh create our own new project called the good bad kids and uh, it was basically formed from a idea that was originally a side project of uh nikki and myself but um it was kind of on that day it was decided to to, to kick it into gear and make Let's it actually happen. Do the thing. Yeah, it's actually unveil it. Where um, well, where does the name come from? The good bad kids. <laughs> that also we cannot tell you. <laughs> um, it's I don't know. It's just kind of a an idea. Uh, Nikki and I had one day. Um, we were having a conversation and and she said it and I just kind of like stopped her in the middle of the tracks and like I said we were in a different band at the time. And so, like, we didn't have an obligation to, like, come up with band names or anything. She just said it, and I stopped her and said, that sounds like a band name. So we looked it up on Facebook. We looked it up on the Internet. Nobody had it, so we took it. <laughs> and uh, we were just like, well, just in case, you know, we ever want to do, like, a, a duo or a side project or anything and like we were. that. We, we were, we were uh, we started dating to. at the time, and we'd go and do, like, you know, open mics together and call ourselves a good bad kids. But, uh, it was extremely casual. And, um, but the, the name to me, I think it represents a lot of different things to a lot of different people. And, um, I think it can be summarized as, you know, um, maybe shady people that look out for each other. For good people well, with bad things. Good people habits. who do bad things, yeah. It changes. It, it means a lot of things to a lot of different people. <laughs> it's like a picture meet, like, it's worth a thousand words. Yeah, exactly. Like, okay. Um... Well, you guys just got back from tour. Um, I'm sure you're probably exhausted from it. Um, can you sort of tell me what tour life is like? Um, maybe specifically like what this tour, how it affected you guys? It was awesome. It was pretty good. We had the time of our lives. Everybody told us it was going to be hard and, you know, that we'd get sick of each other. Um, but um, we ended up selling our souls to uh, get a van, a new van. Um, and the here. Mm -hmm. yeah. yes. okay. and I built a bed frame so we put all of our equipment under the bed frame so we had like a bed and then um, got a blow up mattress for the uh, the back seat the bench seat, the bench seat for Joe so. we Just bought an air conditioning unit and everything so it was actually really comfortable although it, sometimes we did hurt for money um, it was still really nice to get out of our comfort zone and see new things and meet new people and see what people in other areas may think about our music and everywhere we went we made a really good impression so yeah I think there was mostly good feelings throughout it um, we were we were flying by the seat of our pants for about a month and a half straight um, and it was a killer time we didn't have too much time uh, beforehand to really prep like we wish we had um, because the van was such a last-minute uh, purchase and everything like that and uh, so we converted it the best we could and I think tour is different to every band I think some some bands you know really like to make sure they spend that money on on hotel stays and make it pretty comfortable for themselves or but we stayed at, at mostly campsites along the way because it's it's cheaper and we did convert our van a lot of those campsites today have they're barely even campsites they have power hookups and water and everything like that and showers so and it was gorgeous yeah and it was it was it was it was a lot of fun because we were submerging ourselves in the the landscape and atmosphere of wherever we were touring while also saving money so it was a great time the other really good thing was that we 
you know, people have told us for forever how tour either makes you or breaks you, you know, we're going to spend so much time together, it's going to be so, so personal with each other, but we, the truth is, we worked so much that it was barely even noticeable by the time we were on tour. It really was. Just doing what we do now, somewhere else. We had a gig every... Six days a week, and then we practiced once a week. And the three of us have actually lived together, so yeah, so it was really comfortable in that regard. It's awesome. So, I guess what I would ask is like, uh, does the tour dynamic, I guess you've answered that, like, it doesn't really put a strain on your guys' relationship. I think it strengthened it more than anything. It really did, honestly. Yeah. It put a little confidence that we can handle. Um, Going places, being in stressful, unfamiliar um, locations, and 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 have a killer time. What was um your favorite place or favorite places you guys visited on tour? <sighs> That's hard. That's a hard one to answer. At the same time, not really. I think one of our favorite places was Boone. Boone for sure. Boone, North Carolina. Boone, North Carolina. It was a killer time. We we um we played a show in Chapel Hill, and we were on our way to Johnson City. Tennessee and um, we were it just kind of strategically worked out that we would be in Boone we just thought that we would we had a couple off days and we just thought we would end up um, spending some time off there camping and um, we ended up just checking out the whole town and everybody was just super friendly and, and welcoming and we ended up getting to play an unexpected last minute show and it was I'd say probably the best one of tour as far as the crowd everybody was was so it's a amped up. Town. And it, I mean, so it did it work good. out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was the first day of classes too, so everybody was like, you know, I go get my syllabus and, and they all yeah, went out. Grab a drink. We're not used to that many young people too, so it was. It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we got our tour tattoos somewhere yeah, in Boone yeah, too. Yeah, we all got speakeasy. Um, yeah, the guy hooked it up. We were planning on staying there for like one night, and we actually ended up staying. Two nights, almost three. Three almost nights? Three nights we, yeah. we spent three nights. We had a good time. There's a, a tour tattoo is kind of a tradition with you guys, or is it just kind of a hit or miss? It was our first tour, so, so right. we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully not, because we're planning on doing a lot of them. Maybe we should make know, it maybe every once in a while. <laughs> Let's get covered in tour maybe, every, maybe every fifth tour. Yeah. No, but um, we had other really good cities though we, we definitely okay. I mean I can't pick one like as much as I love Boone I was probably the one that Knoxville was awesome Nashville Knoxville. was awesome Memphis was badass yeah. Brevard was really cool too Brevard really artsy town Charleston yeah. Charleston was super cool that's cool um, yeah I was looking through you guys' Instagram and you guys kind of if I'm right you guys started out kind of playing smaller shows and like um bars or breweries or whatnot um from my experience it's really hard in this area especially to kind of make it for some bands what was that kind of process for you guys was it hard or was it a really strenuous process well we've been a band for like three years now so it was we've actually cut down the time that it takes to really build in an area surprisingly even after three years because we work so damn much we try we try to gig as much as we possibly can. Like I said, there was a point in time where we were doing six gigs a week with one day off. And, um, you know, we started as just a three-piece with me on just a tambourine. We didn't have drums. It was just there was no electric guitar. acoustic guitar, bass, and tambourine, and then our, our vocals. We were yeah. very much uh, bluegrass-centered because of the previous group we had all been in. Mm-hmm. 
and we were we were definitely very uh, cover song focused. So we were almost just like a just a bluegrass kind of cover band playing in the bars, you know, for some some money, and then. You know, we got more serious after time, and people started taking us more seriously, and demand for original music increased both on their end and ours, and we started writing more and playing more places around the state. And, um, and then we, we, you know, ended up doing our first album, and I think we all decided it was time to go take the show on the road. It's definitely a process. You have to play the smaller shows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it, it helps you make your mistakes then before you get anywhere else. Yeah. And, that's, so, and that's really how we learned to read each other. Every night is really a learning play process. play with each other was th those cover shows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, you talk about coming from like a bluegrass background, but um, like what other types of music are you guys influenced by or um, definitely you know, you're into, you know? Definitely punk, punk. rock. Yeah. Okay. Um, rock and roll in general. Old school rock and roll from you know the Buddy Holly and um, uh, Rockabilly days, and um, all the way to, to stuff that that happened. You know, in the uh, alternative music scene, like the White Stripes, or you know, um, we we really like a lot of different kinds of music, and we, and we whether we try it or not to, a lot of it shows up, and um, we have a good time blending different genres. So you know, folk, bluegrass rock and roll old country blues, old country <clears throat> it's really cool because we started really with with the cover shows and we did a lot of cover shows here in this area which is obviously an older demographic so for us to get more shows we had to play more songs that people would understand would recognize but we didn't want to play the same old you know uh, mm -hmm. margaritaville kind of stuff so, and yeah. and yeah and like the really really pop country uh, etc so I think that one of the coolest things about this band is how we, through the years, are playing so many covers and we switch them so many between so many genres just to keep our sets more, more diverse. We we've come up with a sound that really incorporates a lot of, a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. I mean, we 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 still cover sometimes from you know Gloria Gaynor to you know the White Stripes like that. We so all do it in our own style too. So yeah, that's the thing is that a lot of places in the area, you know, they expect you to play covers. If you don't have any sort of reputation about your band or any history or, you know, they want to make sure that they're, it's all business. They want to make sure that their their crowd is happy and, and that you can get people out. And um, so our kind of loophole on the whole thing was do some songs that are a little bit more well known. We're not talking top 40 stuff, but maybe more like a CCR song here and there or something like that and, and then make it our own. So that way they're getting satisfied, but also we're expressing what our music and creativity sounds like and so that's that's why the the transition process has been pretty smooth that's cool um i was actually listening to humble on the way over here or sorry not humble howdy wow <laughs> um now if um well first of all are you guys planning on releasing anything uh soon or are you focusing more on like getting your name out there we're about to take two new songs into the recording studio. We haven't exactly set down solid plans yet, but that's the goal. We do want to record at least once a year. Like we said, uh, Howdy was recorded in January, so we'd really like to get back in the studio for a full album in January. But I think before then, we're going to try to release a single with a B-side, maybe. But um, until then, we're really focusing on, on writing this next album. The first one was a bit short because uh, we went in only expecting to do like a, 
a high quality demo of about five songs and uh, we we booked the place for for two days and we ended up getting everything done the first day we had this whole second day and we were like you know we, we just had some time it was out on a palm tree farm out in Bokelia Pine Island and uh, we had all this time this space in the middle of nowhere our phones were dead and uh, there was no signal, so all we could do was just sit around and, and, and write some songs. And so we, we finished up some things that she had been working on or I had been working on. And um, had a big we wrote like stuff. four songs while we were there, and, and it came out to the to nine-track album. But I think uh, it's, although it was nice to have that extra four songs, we're, we're ready to have some more. So we're trying to really just focus on the writing process right now and get get as many good songs without you know, trying to stretch it to, you know, we're choosing quality, but also quantity. <laughs> and we're also still promoting Howdy and mm. uh, still fresh songs. Us. We're trying to find, you know, bigger bands to open up for. We recently did a show at um, Skipper Smokehouse in Tampa with Apple Butter Express and Rojoma. And um, in November, we'll be opening for uh, Blues Traveler, which should be interesting. With the woodwork. Mm -hmm. With the woodwork, yeah. That's pretty big. That's really cool. So that's like one of our things right now is mostly promoting it and trying to like catch the ear of yeah. bigger acts to try to tour with. Mm -hmm. um, for the other acts like that you've opened for before, um, do you have any specific that like bands that you've opened for that have really like stuck with you, like really inspired you in some way, or you just like in general? Um, it's kind of tough to say because you know you can play a million shows with other bands and they're all going to be different we've opened up for reggae bands and and uh you know a radiohead influenced bands um and and everything in between so it's kind of hard to say because um we haven't really spent too much time getting to open up with uh, people in our own genres because they're mm -hmm. a little bit scarce around here but I will say that um, uh, not too long ago when the, the whole tones were, you know, killing it all over the state, um, we, we played a couple of shows with them and we got to open up for them. And they're, they're really good buddies of ours. You know, the, you know, you got to check out the wood, Woodwork Project. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. But, um, yeah, all those guys, you know, they, they did influence. They inspired us to see that, you know, you can play folk music in the state and, and um, have, a, have a good time doing it, and, mm -hmm. and we've learned a lot from them, so. What kind of musical direction do you see the band going in after maybe the next one or two albums? Like, do you plan on <coughs> diverging at all, or kind of staying in the same realm of, like, bluegrass rock? I'd well, we're... No idea. Yeah. yeah, if you listen to our album, um, every single damn song is a different genre. I think we're still trying to really nail down our specific sound. That or just let our sound be pretty um, evolving yeah. because it's it's fun for us to not be in a box mm -hmm. and and do a lot of things. And I don't think a lot of bands do that anymore because I mean it's probably not very smart marketing wise or anything. But uh, it's it's fun for us because, like I said, we like a lot of different things. So it, hopefully we're continuously finding that out yeah, I don't know. It's, it's definitely funny though because we're trying to write a lot more now and it's uh there's some songs that i'll start writing and stuff like that and i'll think about it and stop it's like is this a song for us 
And, I've done the same thing. <laughs> and, 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 you know, one way or the other, it, you, you feel like maybe it's not, but then you get together and you kind of pull it off and it, it just kind of blends in. Even, even the newer songs, like uh, Mechanical Bullshit, like, which is really funny because we, we just... That's a working that was, title. It's, it's a I want title. it to be the title. Yeah, I think, yeah, please continue <laughs> the title. But we, uh, we, we, were, we were on tour and we wanted to write about certain experiences that we'd had. And uh, the song's about our trip to Nashville, pretty much the first night in Nashville. But the funny thing is, you know, that, that we, we've been influenced by, like, old school country for a while. And it's been really hard. Even, I would say our country is song, other than how it would be, mm-hmm. like, like Schaefer. <laughs> and, um, and it's a different type of, like, it sounds really modern. But we try to go for, like, a really old school sound with, with it. And just really, it flew, worked. really fast. <laughs> it really came fast. out. We wrote it really quickly. The harmonies came pretty easy. It was kind of weird, but really cool. It's so really drug ad answers short. No idea. Yeah. Um, what was, um, like, what's your favorite song to perform live? Um, it can be original or even, like, a cover. What do you guys enjoy? It's probably uh, different from all of us. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably yeah. different from all of us. What's yours? No. <laughs> you, go, you go first. You go first. You I go love that first? song. Knows best. Um, I'm actually pretty excited about um, the new original that I, uh, I wrote the lyrics for. Um, calling it holy water right now that's a lot of fun for me um but uh my favorite cover to do is probably after the storm by shovels and rope i just love shovels and rope they're an amazing band and i love that song what about you i thought joe said he wanted to get no you go you go (laughs) (laughs) i actually don't know if i do have a favorite um, actually, I, I I do really like playing her original song, Siren Song, live. It's a, it's um, it's a lot of fun. It's a very epic song, so it's it's fun. You can you can lose yourself in the intensity of the song very easily. Joe, yeah, Siren Song's really cool. Um, from the originals, I oh no, it's really hard to say because because it's it's I, I know which originals I hate playing. Because they're hard on me to play, but uh, but uh, no, I guess Siren Song is probably one of my favorites too. I, I do Aww. like our new our new song; it's really cool. Like I, I do like Mechanical Witch a lot, and I do mm-hmm. like the Holy Water song. Um, and then covers covers is tricky too. I mean, I, I like a lot of the covers that we do. So I'll say my favorite would have to be between the Karma Police, Sex and Candy to. Uh, to I don't know, because I like in one ear too. I like I like Seven Nation Army too. Yeah, it's, I like really Jolene. Jolene's Jolene my and Kalaja cover. is yeah. probably our, my favorite. Jolene's cover right my now. absolute yeah. favorite cover. Yeah, that's true though. That's a good one. No, Sex and Candy is good. <laughs> I I play that open mic night sometimes. It's tight. <laughs> um, cool. What kind of like what sort of venue do you think best um, brings out your sound? Like either the size of it or just what kind of venue? A dive bar. I was gonna say that uh, it, it fits our it fits our energy and our personality. But any sort of whiskey bar. I don't know. I would say something like more like pub publish places. Uh, I love playing every well. time. Uh, like we played a Celtic Grey in Punta Gorda, and every time we play there, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, the energy from the people and the way their music melts with that kind of party. Because people go to pubs, they don't go to clubbing, they don't go you know for that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it, it's always like a good response. Same with Knoxville, you know, we played plays yeah. like that. But then we play also dive bars like Goon or, or you know, here in town. Any sort of divey bar. 
they're great because they take chances on things probably more than any other place. So you can line up some great shows with other acts, and and people are always um, just a little bit more receptive. There's less TVs, and they're more focused on the music, and everybody's just there in the moment, having a good time. With you. I'm definitely excited for the the festival route for um, small festival stages, playing outdoors, playing. Uh, those are a lot yeah. of fun. Yeah, it never, it's never been a bad day when we play a big venue either, or like mm -hmm. a festival. I mean, Skipper's was big venue, and that, yeah. was, that was a blast. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Was, you know. we're, we're pretty happy anywhere other than a sports bar. <laughs> that's that's our ideal that's bar, so anywhere but there. Yes. Less, lesser TVs. You think sports bars wouldn't even book bands, because like, it's all about the sports, right? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And we'll be sense. loading in our gear, and someone walks in, they're like, I can't believe they have music while the Monday night football game's going on. I'm like, I can't believe it. It's like come to the point where we're just like, the okay, TVs we'll, are muted we'll anyway. take your money. Like, we're not getting any exposure from this, but we'll take your money. Uh, sometimes you do. You get that, you get that one person. <laughs> yeah, you and get, that you one person leads to others. So that's it's every every night, every show, every it all leads up to something. It's only bad when it's like a really bad game where like everybody's really into it and they're actually getting out of their way to give us shit for playing. Like, uh, that hardly ever happens. But it, yeah, it, it, it really never happens. But when it has, it has been the worst. I mean, was in Miami Heat playing the final game. It was oh, like a Thursday. We're there. Somebody's like, oh, we're trying to watch it. I was like, yeah, we've been booked here for weeks. Right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Thanks again to the Good Bad Kids for taking the time to meet up with us. You can check out their website at thegoodbadkids.com, where you'll find their music and links to their amazing Sugar Shack session. Sugar Shack Session. <laughs> Sugar Shack Session. And links to their amazing Sugar Shack Session and more. <laughs> this week's episode was produced and edited by me, Luke Janke. Special thanks to Mercury finally being out of retrograde. I can't blame my moods on the signs anymore, so. Eagle Radio's general manager is Simone Nelzi, who has spent all week going through interviews for our up and coming full staff. Expect to find more content from Eagle Radio in the near future. It's going to be lit. Full Pulp is distributed by Eagle News Media.